0: Tonight at the Chokeslam Wrestling Report, we're going to go through the AEW Dynamite from last night. We're going to go through the TNT tournament. that's still progressing. Uh, AEW was a little bit better than last week, so we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about other uh, news that has come through the week. That and much more at the Chokeslam Wrestling Report. Welcome to another episode of the Chokeslam Wrestling Reprime. your host, The Ultimate One, and we're going to go through what I just said in my introduction, the AEW Dynamite Show. So the AEW Dynamite Show started off with the Cody promo. He talks about how his sword has been sharpened, questioning himself, being that he is part of the TNT title tournament, that they are producing the new title, a 2nd title in AEW. Um... He said complacency is the dirty word in wrestling, meaning he doesn't want to stay in the same spot. He doesn't want to be a Mick Car wrestler. So, in other words, he uh, is pretty much looking forward to this tournament and winning it all. But I already know the setup. I know what's going to happen. But we're going to go through all this stuff and, you know, um, what's going to happen, um, I guess, the next couple of weeks. Sammy Guevara versus Darby Allen was the first match that started off. Of course, Sammy went and did a payback, attacked Darby for what he did to him in Revolution to a wave. Darby attacked Sammy Guevara in Revolution. Darby uh Sammy went and did the same thing. He attacked Darby in the beginning of the match. Um, he set up a uh a ladder by the railing against the ring and put um Darby on top of the t- um, of that ladder. He then did a body press from the top rope onto Darby while he was being he was already placed in the ladder. So, you know, Sammy tried to pin Darby for a two count. And you could tell that Sammy was hurt because he did come down. I mean, he took a long, it was like a frog splash, like more and more like it was a splash, but you could tell he hurt his abdomen area. And he looked like he was hurting. Darby took Sammy, uh outside and put him in like in some type of ankle lock not outside he was in the top rope he caught it and took his boot off and, and actually put darby in a in an ankle lock while he was on top of the rope um so but even with no boots or whatever sammy went and hit a springboard off the rope for a cutter on darby uh so th- you could tell darby was bleeding from his nose they ended up slugfesting each other. Then both of them were bleeding. Uh, Darby went and tried to do a 2 uh 2 on Sammy Guerrero. Guerrero gets out of the way. He crashes against the uh, railing. Then Sammy hits a seven thirty once he puts him in the ring. A seven thirty swan top on Darby for the two count. But then Darby ended up uh, putting um, Sammy Guerrero in the what we call the Last Supper. It is a move a very move. That he tries to, it's, he kind of looks like he's going to put you in a scope of death lock, but really pulls himself backwards. But the reason Sammy Guerrero got caught was because Darby went for a coffin drop and Sammy apparently caught him on his back. He was going to do his move, but Darby went and reversed it and caught him in a sub, uh, the Last Supper and he ended up pinning you know, pinning um, Sammy Guerrero. So now Darby goes and wrestles. Cody Rose next week for the third time, probably. I think it's the third time they have it uh, another match for the TNT championship um tournament. So they're going to meet up in the second round. But then after that they did a uh right after that did a, a promo with Matt Hardy. Matt Hardy great promo, great thing asking uh Chris Jericho if he would like to, he did invite him to wrestle him in the compound, but of course, uh, Jericho, I guess, has an answer his, um, his challenge. But Sammy Guevara, I guess, started flapping his gums. So he told, he said that when the time he finished with Sammy Guevara, he'll smash him up and eat him like a mofongo. And I was dying. And he will eat him up. But the mofongo is like a, a Puerto Rican dish. And, of course, you know that Matt Hardy is married to Rebby Hardy, who's Puerto Rican. So for him to even say this in this promo, it was hilarious. Had me dying. Great promo on this. Now, are we gonna see the um the Hardy compound match between Matt Hardy and Sammy Guerrero? Now Sammy Guerrero has been like the guy who put himself like the uh he put his neck out for the uh inner circle. It looks like the inner circle something is gonna happen because of something that happened tonight. Um so um so I don't know. It's probably a matter of time before that, that team breaks up. Um soon soon because for Sammy Guerrero now he's gonna go and wrestle um maybe Matt Hardy in the compound. Now that it's dependent if the North Carolina officials um stop the, the the the, stay-at-home ban. I mean it's still it's still open, it's a possibility they might open this week. So who don't know with this uh CV going on? Who knows? We'll be right back after this. And we're back, and we had that match after the Matt Hardy promo, Kenny Omega versus Alan Angels. Alan Angels, I, I, he looks familiar to me. Like, I've seen him somewhere. He, uh, According to Jericho, he said he was called South Paul Serial Killer. And he was just more of a warm-up uh, for Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega dominated most of this match. Um, Alan Angels showed some of his skills, but this was just like a warm-up for Kenny Kenny Omega. Um and it's funny because uh, I think the main attraction of the night was Chris Jericho. He called Alan Angels uh, team one, a Tijuana taxi driver. So Jericho was on point um tonight. He was just on on his game. Um you know, but Alan Angels was just much of a warm-up for uh Kenny Omega. Um so Kenny Omega just hit him with the V trigger. I mean, there there was some like comeback from Angels, but Kenny Omega's V trigger just beat him like nothing then they had the Scorpio sky promo where he talks about how he wanted to always be a wrestler or well, he wasn't really in the wrestling just got, i guess he got into it and he was told he would never wrestle because we had back issues so that was like part one of what's going on it looked like the intro it's like an introduction to where Scorpio sky came from They i guess they're doing part two tomorrow i'm not tomorrow next week on uh, the uh, how SCU got together, so that was cool. Then we had the Jimmy Havoc versus Orange Cassidy. This was not a bad match. It was all-right match, um, but Jimmy Havoc attacked Orange Cassidy from the get-go. So once he came into the ring, he started attacking him. He took off his jacket. He choked on with his jacket. Jimmy was just beating the crap out of him outside at one point. You saw that um it looked like Jimmy Havoc was going to chop. No, um, well, he was chopping him in the corner of the pole on outside. Chopping him in the chest. And then when he attempted to do the second chop, uh, Orange ducked, but uh, Jimmy stopped himself and caught uh, Orange in the back real hard. He chopped him in the back. Uh, he was just wiping the mat with him throughout the match. Uh, Jericho said he didn't know Orange had hands since they always in his pocket because Jimmy was just working on the fingers and on the hand um, on uh, Orange Cassidy. Um, kind of like the match he had with uh, Kenny Omega a couple of weeks. Uh, Orange makes his comeback with Suicida Body Press and a DDT, a lazy splash. This was hilarious. He went, went to the top rope, and he just threw himself like he fell asleep on top of Jimmy Havoc. But uh, some way or the other, uh, Fennelie Ford got involved, and uh, once she got involved, uh, Best Friends got involved, kept saving, goes inside the no goes into the ring, does a, a flip over the top row, lands outside on the Best Friends, uh, Penelope tries to do a, uh, I guess, uh, a on Orange. Orange got out. Uh, and, um, and some way or the other, you know, um, he rolled up Havoc to win the match. Um, you know, Penelope uh, got involved so that you could tell that the best friends are now feuding with them. Um, so, th- I think they're going to wrestle next week. That's the next, week, next week's match. Got an MJ at promo, which he's talking about. He hurt himself. He thinks he needs to get a surgery, and he's shown with a sling. He said he needed to, um, how you call it? Um, he needed his sling because he was, I guess, gambling, and he hurt himself, so he's going to be out for a while. So that was hilarious. But that was more of an intro for his um, war dog, the warlord versus Lee Johnson. Lee Johnson looks familiar, like I've seen him wrestle somewhere else. Also, I don't remember where, but warlord show his crazy power. This guy went in. He hit Johnson with a vicious knee in this match where he had him by his neck in the corner, and then he dropped him knee first to his face. And, and then a vicious, vicious release airplane spin. Warlock could go far. This guy's a monster. And I think, uh, if, you know, if he goes along, um, on his own in, in a couple of years, he'll be, a, a guy who you can reckon with. This guy is no joke. So, uh, Warlord again. I see him not for nothing, but I see him rest, um, feuding with uh, Luchasaurus because a couple of weeks ago he threw Luchasaurus, and this is before all these uh, um, fans stopped going to the arenas and started taping without the fans in the arena. He threw uh, Luch- Luchasaurus against the uh, the steer steps in a six man tack where uh, the Butcher, the Blade, and MJF against the uh, the Jurassic Express a couple of weeks ago. So I'm really looking forward to this happening soon between these two big guys. Um, as you know, Brody Lee, I mean Brody Lee, I'm sorry. Luchasaurus, this guy is athletic at six foot five. And a match with him in Warlow is gonna be ridiculous. We'll be right back after this. Then the next match was uh well, actually before the match was a Brody Lee promo. It looked like he recruited somewhere out, somebody else. Uh the way that this promo started was a guy who who was supposedly a Heisman, Heisman um trophy candidate his girlfriend played them let him you know let him go and he ended up uh, uh getting in uh probably let go then the show brody lee recruited him to the dark order justin law was the next victim for brody lee this week justin law who wrestled um sean spears last week he ended up wrestling brody lee of um, this week um but this match was a, a squash match uh, but Jericho again with his commentary. He said Justin Law should be called Justin Trouble because Brody Lee was just mad handling this guy. He did a super kick for a guy his, I mean for a guy his height. That super kick he did to Justin Law last night was incredible. This guy's like like six seven six eight. He did a super kick. He's agile. He just did a Disco Lariat and it was all over. He just pinned uh, Justin Law. It was a quick match, but he kept looking at Marco Stunt. And I'm saying to myself, he's going to try to get Marco Stunt to join the Dark Order. So now, next week, they're supposed to wrestle each other. So you know something's going to happen. It could be a, a, a Jurassic Express feeling now with the Dark Order. So another situation when you can see them getting involved with that when everything comes back to normal. Uh, they did the Brady Bunch uh, episode, which I don't find it at all it's not entertaining to me. It's just, uh, nonsense. Uh, but again, it brings up the subject that I said earlier where I see Sammy Guevara may be the guy who may, um, leave the group or they might kick out Chris Jericho in a circle. Who knows? But, and the reason I say that is because when he did the, uh, uh, what was it? The flip flip flan dance, Jericho got upset. Uh, Sammy Guevara talking about he's always showing off. So, I don't know what it's gonna end up, but if it is gonna be a breakup of the inner circle, why not? And then do something different. Have the team called something different because then you got got too many guys to be in part of a you know a, a group. You got you know um, Jay Hager. You could be a singles guy Jericho. I don't know how long he's gonna keep wrestling, uh, but his commentary is great. I love his commentary, but. We don't know. Um, because he keeps saying this. I uh, remember a couple of weeks ago, he kept saying, oh, the inner circle never has any problem. We don't hit each other with a finishing move. So it could happen if they ever have bloods and guts. It could happen there. Something could happen there, which is leading us to believe or leading me to believe that there may be a breakup or a fallout with the inner circle. Then we had Dustin Rose versus Kip Sabian. And this was a, a, a match where... Dustin Rhodes put his career on the line. If he lost, he was going to retire. And this match, uh, he came with Brandy. Um, at one point, I questioned during the match that Penelope kept interfering, and Brandy wasn't doing anything. Uh, Dustin does you know, was trying to dominate Kip. But Kip is a great, he's a great wrestler. I can't, you know, the guy's young. He's he's fast. He's agile. But Dustin, uh, um, you know, he charged Kip in the corner. He hit his knee on the corner because he missed Kip. Uh Kip was working on his knee on the leg most of the match. Uh he kept dominating the match until at one point, again, Penelope Ford got involved and Brandy got involved. And Brandy ended up spearing Penelope Ford. Then Dustin went and caught Kip Sabian while he was in outside the the corner. I think he was outside the ring and he hit the cold red. Which is the Canadian destroyer on Kip, and he won the match. So now, that was it for uh, AEW Dynamite, and the reason I say that is because you know um, this match was—I mean, you could tell it was a setup. It's a big setup. It leads to what I'm about to say. The way I'm looking at it, and the way I'm predicting this, Cody's end up—he's going to beat up. He's going to end up beating Darby, and then. But Murder Hawk, um, Lance Hoyt is gonna probably destroy Dustin Rose. This is a setup for a good storyline, and it's gonna be between Dustin Rose, not Dustin I'm sorry, Cody Rose versus Lance Hoyt in the finals. And I could see that happening because it's just um, it's just there. It's just it's something that you cannot deny it because the match is gonna happen. It's gonna happen. I mean, it's gonna be Cody Rose versus Lance Hoyt, and who knows? Lance Hoyt may end up winning the belt. And he's going to be a dominated TNT champion. And I can see it. So we'll be right back after this. And we're back. So now we're going to go to the wrestling news and rumors and stuff that has happened during the week. First of all, there's a beginning of the week that we're talking about The Rock might want to like to wrestle his cousin Roman Reigns. A possible uh, possible match. You know, possible match between dumb cousins Going at at WrestleMania, but as we all know, the WrestleMania for next year looks like it's in trouble also because of the CV. The WrestleMania in LA looks like it's not, may not happen. It's probably going to end up going at the PC again, unless they're moving somewhere else. Uh, the uh, LA mayor over there claims that there may not be the social distancing, may continue all the way to next year, you know, and um, that's a problem. Uh, there are, is WWE going to give 18.5 million to the to the governor of California, that's not going to happen because he's not going to happen. They're not having that. And the mayor, he's not. You ain't going to buy him. That's not going to happen. So it's it's crazy. Another news. This guy, every week, every time I listen to him, and he talks. I, I feel like he just talks garbage. He talks a lot of crap. Eric Bischoff, he says TNA was a legit competition to WWE, to WWE, to, you know, they competition. They were competing against TNA. TNA was competition with WWE when he was running it. Then AEW. You know, this is the most ignorant stuff that I ever heard. First of all, in 2009, when Eric Bischoff and Hulk Hogan came into TNA, they wanted to compete with them on Monday nights, and the ratings were not doing good. Yeah, I was like, okay. Granted that they were making, they they are um, they were doing a million and change, and is not doing that, but Think about it. AEW is not trying to compete with WWE. I keep saying that over and over again. It's the fans who are making it look like it's a competition. McMahon is making it like it's a, a competition. And McMahon right now, look at all the troubles he's having. You know, He's having a lot of troubles. But at the end of the day, you know, um, Bischoff, you could say that there were one point something million people watching, from t- watching TNA. It was because there was no other, other alternative. If you wasn't a WWE fan, you was a TNA fan. A lot of people was watching. They want to watch WWE. They now they were they weren't happy with what WWE was producing at that time. So they went to watch TNA. They were watching the Samoa Joes, the AJ Styles, the 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 the, um, Beer Money, you know, Kazarian, you know, Fallen Angel. All those guys were there at that time. So they wanted to watch those guys. So for you to even say something like that, it's just ignorant, very ignorant. Impact Rebellion. Um, this I, I put it as a note. They're gonna they're gonna do a two week special. They're gonna do a two day event. But again, Impact drops the ball because they they decided to to, to tape these shows for Impact Rebellion for two days. They were gonna I, I recorded it. Um, on my, on my uh, DVR first night and then the second night they were going to do it for next week so I just wanted to check it out to see how it was I really was looking forward for a three way between Eddie Eddie Edwards Michael Elgin and uh, Tessa Blanchard for the Impact Wrestling Championship but as it turned out Eddie Edwards decided to stay home and stay with his family nothing wrong with that because you know the CV but Tessa Blanchard was in Mexico stuck in Mexico so Hmm. Again, uh, Impact, who could have went and showed a situation uh, and then, then they announce it to this week. These, these, these Impact Rebellion was recorded already weeks ago. So why are you announcing it now? So you only only play your fans out, your fan base out, but you made yourself look silly because now you didn't have a championship match because your champion is Tessa Blanchard and she's stuck in Mexico. So doesn't make no sense. This is why I don't bother with Impact because it's like, I don't know. I mean, I might watch the Sammy Callahan match. I forgot who he was trying to wrestle. Oh, Camp Shamrock. I probably know the results on that. So um, but I still may, may watch it, never know. But impact drops the ball big time. Now, Maria and Michael Canales were supposed to make an announcement during Raw. I never found out what the hell happened with that announcement, but uh, Maria and Michael Kandelix, I could see them go in Ring of Honor and, and bring back the kingdom with uh, Matt, Matt Taven. Um, that would be cool, but we'll see. Also, Will Ospreay uh, had an interview with Chris Van Fleet. Um, he says that the storylines in the United States are not like uh, like soap opera, not like unlike Japan. Japan, their matches is mainly about the championship, which I agree. And maybe most of you gonna be like, oh, but it's about stories, and it's about this. Listen, New Japan could tell a story without all the nonsense you see in WWE and even in AEW. Sometimes you don't need all that. I mean, WWE does it more than any promotion, but um, it's true. Everything New Japan does everything two years in advance to make sure that everything is on point, you know. Um, but well, Osprey, sure, you know he's right, and that he he also claimed that Paul Heyman made Seth Rollins apologize for what he said last year about how much he made, how much money he makes, that he's a better wrestler, blah blah blah. And I remember all that Twitter crap that was going on last year. Uh, and speaking about Seth Rollins, again, Seth Rollins spoke out of term. again, making it look like it was the fans attacking uh, WWE for letting all these guys release whatever. You know what? Seth Rollins is just a company guy. it has got no one to stop. Of course, you... all, oh, you know, let, let, let's let not attack WWE. Is, of course, because now you're getting another title shot. You lost in WrestleMania to Kevin Owens. Why in the hell are you getting a title shot? Again, and I knew this was going to happen. I spoke to uh, JM from JM Report when we did our WrestleMania uh, Night 2 review. I told him... It, Seth Rollins was gonna be the next one getting the title shot. And I was right. Because right, I already know how the WWE works. Uh again, um another another WWE show. Tommy Dream's statement of WWE Leeds talking about it's not WWE's fault. uh don't blame WWE. Um, of course, you a shield. You've you know, you, you one other guy that um defends WWE's um, moves and all that. WWE should have never been whole hoarding all this talent if you was not going to use it again you come in and you know with your little buster shield radio where you went and bubble and defend this crap yeah defend this a lot of wrestlers lost their job okay mind you and some of them were not being used but still you don't do this at this time it's not like you losing money you're not losing but you about to make a billion dollars in profit you know so it's, it's it's crazy. Good. I mean, me and and, and Jay Santee from Go Tableau, we spoke about this Friday. How much money they're making? They, they, all these guys that they cut off was a uh, a, a Bill Goldberg um, contract signing, four million dollars. That's all you were saving. Now you make you're gonna make a one billion dollars next year. You know, and they made profits on the first quarter. That's of today. You know, it's just crazy. I, I, I don't understand it. So, I'm uh, talking about WWE. WWE is about to get sued by the XFL commissioner who they've only terminated. So, now it looks like uh, McMahon, another lawsuit. He They're getting lawsuits everywhere. They're getting lawsuits for Saudi Arabia. they getting lawsuits for um, investors. They're they getting lawsuits not by the XFL commissioner who supposedly in his contract said that they will pay him his contract whether he gets terminated or not. So, that's another uh, kick in the ass to WWE. So, there's a lot of stuff going on. Um, and speaking about stuff going on, Nia Jax. Nia Jax, as you guys know, that she's been flapping her gums on Twitter, talking about Ronda Rousey. And this past Monday, she botched. And she is the queen of botched. She dropped uh, Ky- Kyrie Singh. She was supposed to do a, a buckle bomb, and she missed her completely. And I don't know how Kyrie Singh is still... Working because I mean this, and then she did it in the PC Center. She called the coach who trained her because she's garbage. I'm sorry, she's garbage. So I don't even know why she's in, in, in WWE back because she's not. She's not a draw. She's not a draw at all. So anyway, guys, this is it. It's a very short um, AEW Dynamite review. As well, like I said, be on the lookout because next week we got the Darby Allen versus Cody. And in the setup, it's a setup, it's gonna happen. And then you got Dustin Rose versus uh, Lance Archer, and you know something's gonna happen, it's gonna make cool um Dustin retire. Dustin's gonna end up retiring, but we know that's gonna set up between Lance Hoyt versus um the uh Cody match. That's gonna happen, and I cannot wait to see that. Um, and we're gonna see what's gonna happen with the next couple of weeks. We should hopefully Georgia may open again. I mean, Georgia's talking about opening businesses all over again. So they might open uh, QT Marshall, be able to record more stuff from his uh, school. Um, You know, um, I don't know when Florida is going to open again, but I know it's by the end of this month or by next week. So maybe they could still run stuff in Jacksonville and guys could come in. So we don't know. But right now, wrestling right now is mm, it's not a lot of things going on i was looking forward for this impact rebellion stuff and now i don't even know if i want to watch it because the match i wanted to watch was uh tessa blancher eddie edwards and michael elkin for the impact world title and now that's not gonna happen so you know i don't know um it's kind of disappointing but anyway guys i will appreciate you guys listening to my podcast very slow thursday because uh these uh, AEW shows look like AEW Dark so not that competitive they're mostly squad matches three of them i think there was this week so um if you guys want to check more information about me you can check out YouTube on um, my YouTube channel called the Chocolate Wrestling Report i have videos there i haven't posted anything since last week but if you want to check out keep yourself busy and keep your mind off the CB you can check out my YouTube channel Chocolate Wrestling Report you can subscribe to it hit the notification bell Give me a thumbs up. That will help my channels very greatly. Um, and check the top of the channel. You got all my my links, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, the Anchor podcast that I'm talking to you from. Uh, anchor, of course, I have an Anchor in my audio podcast, the uh, Apple, Spotify, Google Play, Google uh, Podcasts, um, and many other podcasts that you guys want to listen to. Until then, I pray that everybody's fine and good on today speak to you on sunday when i will be doing episodes talk about the dark side of the ring i watched a couple of episodes and i would like to give you my opinions on this um so till then we'll talk thursday have a good day